This is your host, Vernon Terrell with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon Terrell and uh, Kyle Jenkins. Kyle, welcome. Hey, Vernon. We are, uh, we've had some good, really cool guests over these last few weeks. Have we not? Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I made some incredible stories just hearing how God is working in uh, different people's lives. It's amazing. We've got some more coming, but Kyle and I were talking and we said, uh, we need to we need to do a podcast on, uh, and here's the title, and I'll have to credit Kyle for the title. Uh, the title is Questions I Was Afraid to Ask, Part One. <laughs> so there may be other parts coming. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. But this is Questions I Was Afraid to Ask. And Kyle, how did this title really kind of come to the surface? Um, I mean, it was pretty much, we were just talking five minutes ago, <laughs> but it was, I was, I was, I was thinking back, you know, the Lord was bringing to my mind of how, I mean, I couldn't ask these questions before because in the churches and circles that I grew up in, I mean, if you ask this, I already kind of knew the answers. The answers would have been, well, you just need to work harder or try harder, commit yourself more, you know, really really just get serious and do it, but it wouldn't have addressed the questions. Right. It's like, come on, get, just get your life together and make it happen. Or as Jean-Luc Picard would say, make it so number one, um, if you're a Star Trek fan, but that, that doesn't help much. So, uh, and I guess you, you knew that, uh, back then that these questions were kind of, th- they don't seem that hard, but they were kind of taboo. Mm. Yeah. So what was one of the questions, or maybe we'll, we'll just see how this goes. What was, what was, what were the questions like? Give me one. Why is the Christian religion or Christian life not working for me? And of course, back then, I didn't understand what religion necessarily was or even what that word meant. But why is why is it that I'm doing everything people suggest to do, but it's not, it's not, it's not, not working for me. I was trying. It wasn't working. And it's interesting because I think when folks say the Christian religion, that's that in that part of the question is very telling mm. because it's like, is Christianity just another religion? And what is, what's religion? What, what do we do? What, what does religion require of us normally? It's, well, it's a list of just really nice things or moral things or good things that we need to do. And if you'll do those, well, I guess you'll be okay. And if you don't do those things, well, you won't be okay. But then, often at some point in our lives, 
that question comes up as it came up in your mind all those years ago is why, and maybe also we've heard it from other people, why is this Christian religion not working? Mm. What were some of the answers, again, that you might have heard? (laughs) One of the worst ones I was ever told. I was actually sharing with a a guy that I really looked up to, a youth pastor. I won't drop his name on here. Uh, He actually, you know, he'd helped me learn even how to play guitar starting off. And, you know, he was a Dallas Theological Seminary student and all this and youth minister. And I remember I, I was struggling with sins and I was going to him, sharing with him my struggles. And it's like, man, I'm just really struggling in this area. And you know, and I, and I can't forget it. It's like what he said. It's like, well, you know, if you're not really serious about stopping, you know, maybe you shouldn't even pray about those sins. Mm. Instead of telling me, look, your behavior is not the problem. It's what you're believing. You don't actually want to sin. You have a new nature. You have a new heart. Let's investigate and ask God to just simply reveal to us who we are in Christ. The real you who doesn't want to sin. And so- after that, I... It just it kind of set the road of me not really wanting to share with people my struggles, but I, I would still, you know, share some of the things. But I just kind of knew it's like, well, if that's the answer I'm getting, it's like, well, who can I even go to then and even talk about this stuff if I'm just this dirty, rotten sinner who doesn't really want to stop sinning? So I guess I have a civil war that I have to fight every day. And obviously, you're not serious, or you wouldn't mm. stop. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean. Boy, that can be unintentional. It's mm. unintentionally damaging to tell someone, well, if you're really serious, you would stop. And I understand about, we're not talking about intentionality. Like we do, I think, need to be intentional. Um, we do, I think the Lord allows us to come to a place of uh, where there's it's seemingly no hope or he gives us enough rope, if you will, just to say, you want to keep trying? Well, keep trying, keep trying, and or go down that road, go down that pathway. Do you really think it's going to give you what you're looking for? It's not, but he loves you enough to let you try and to see that it doesn't. But as a as someone who is helping people, if you want to help people, and that's the ministry of Grace Ministries International, that's our mission. It's helping people walk free. You're not helping people very well when you tell them, well, just get serious and stop it. Uh, that stop sinning. That that doesn't seem to work. So when you hear that, I think for you and maybe for others, you just kind of clammed up, kept to yourself, uh, and found, well, for you, you're an open book. Everyone who knows you know you're an open book and you're going to talk and share and love and, and be open with just about anybody. But for you to clam up, that's a big deal um, right there. But yet you were still seeking, trying to find the answer. Absolutely. Because then it's like I'd be getting high. I'd be you know chasing the women, doing all this stuff. And yet I'd still drive home at night and be like, man, I'm miserable. And it's like, God, I don't, you know, of course, didn't have a really 
didn't have a good concept of God at all. I wasn't seeing him as Abba, loving father. I remember your sins no more. While I was being fed all the dead, the dead law stuff of old covenant of the, oh, he's definitely remembering your sins. Or, you know, I wasn't seeing, even in the Old Testament, though, it says, you know, God with, with you, there's, there's, there's forgiveness so that you may be sought. Um, you know, but I just such a bad concept of, of God in knowing in my heart, it's like, man, I know what I'm doing isn't, isn't well for me. I, it's like, and I want, and I want to stop. Like I'm sinning and I'm miserable for the non-believer. Well, they just sin and it's, they have no qualms with it. They, you know, there's no issue there. It's like, well, you know, whatever. Well, for me, I'm just miserable all the time and I was on all the stuff and doing everything. But knowing it's like, man, there's got to be somebody out there that understands that can help me. And uh, like, you know, like you said, it, yeah, I, it had to take its course, though. I had to keep digging out of the, you know, living out of the flesh to finally get a good dose. But of course, my flesh patterns were all the bad side of the tree, yeah. knowing what was good and wrong. So right. I had to. Um, yeah, so the Lord graciously allowed me to fail and not be satisfied in that. And, um, and this is that question, you know, why is this Christian religion not working for me? And again, it's not, a, it's not about religion. It's not about following the rules. It's not about checking off the boxes of the big L law for the big 10 or the little L law for everything else. It's not checking off all of that stuff. So you can be, so you can look good or get God to like you a little bit better. Um, it starts with what you said. What is this? Who is God? The father is he God? The, he is judge. And his judgment is just, but that judgment fell on Jesus. And we we know it, but it's like we skip over that. We, we, we accept Christ and what he did for our forgiveness, but we don't understand what really happened. And we don't understand the, the reality of the nature of God as our father. I love how you said that. You didn't know him as Abba, father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you were sharing, it's like, why wasn't I seeing it? And the verse the Lord brings to my mind, we, we talked about it in, a, in another episode, I think. Um, it's Paul, and he's like, you know, I'm worried. He's like, I, I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived, so you also will be deceived in your minds, Noema. And it's like, well, how was she deceived? into thinking that if I eat from the tree of knowing what's right and wrong, I'll then be made complete. I'm not quite whole right now. You know, Satan giving her the lies of, mm -hmm. well, you, you know, he's hold, God's holding out on you. You need to eat from that tree and be like him. Well, they were already naked and unashamed. How could you be any better than that? Wow. And takes her down the road of eating from the knowledge of tree of good and evil. And why in the world would Paul be afraid of us getting sucked back in to knowing what's right from wrong because the whole tree concept is a representation of what the law would eventually be. Don't do these things, do these things, positive and negative legalism, mm. which can only be fulfilled in self-effort flesh 
of trying to be good enough for God's love and acceptance and approval, finding your needs met apart from Christ. Um, and that's where the flaw is, is where mm. we try to get God's acceptance and approval. Uh, we won't say the word forgiveness, but I think we're looking for a little bit more forgiveness because we don't understand the fact that we are truly forgiven. We want to get God's acceptance, love, maybe this unspoken forgiveness to really get forgiveness um, by doing all of these things and to be just a little bit better. We're, it's, we're sold a bill of goods uh, by well-meaning folks, sometimes by the church, and um, we're missing the point that Jesus truly took it all, all of our sin, everything, and God's judgment fell and was satisfied at the cross. And as we talked about uh, before we got on the podcast, that Jesus was, he who knew no sin was made sin for us on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And we water that down uh, often because our behavior doesn't always line up. And we think, oh, I am not righteous because we're looking outwardly. Um, we have thoughts that come flying across our mind and we begin to draw these conclusions that, well, that doesn't mean what it says. Well, I think we're here to tell you that it means exactly what it says. You are the righteousness of Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ, 100%. And if we could get just that little piece and understand that, and understand that God is our Father, and that all of this was done because of his great love for us, that he's not out to get us. He's done everything for us because he wants to be with us. That makes a big a big perspective change when we start to understand who God is, really. So tell me, that question, uh, what more, what did you do as you were searching, uh, and I, we might have covered a little bit of this before, but when you were looking to get that question answered, this is not working for me. How did you, uh, how did that progress in your life? Another question would be, well, what's up or what's down with my feelings? Hmm. Why am I not feeling? That's what I was taught. You know, nobody pointed out that Jesus says in John 8, 32, well, then you will know the truth by revelation. You will know the truth. Truth will set you free. Well, it doesn't say then you'll feel like it's true and then you can walk in it. I didn't get the feeling. So then it, as I'm hearing all this Christianized Christian religion, do's and don'ts, positive and negative legalism. Well, let me just try really hard. I'll be jumping in my car, going to downtown Dallas, uh, going all over. Just I'm just going to tell people about Jesus then. Maybe that'll make me feel better. That's it. I just need to feel better because I feel like garbage. Um, 
So maybe if I get my feelings lined up, then then I'll be okay with God. So to make it work, to answer that question, why isn't the Christian, this Christian religion working? Well, part of that answer was, well, my feelings are are just not are, are not good. I'm just feeling horrible and worthless. So if I feel better, then maybe the Christian religion will work. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so and I like so and that means I've got to go do all these Christian things to feel better about myself. And then maybe magically, it's all going to be better. Mm. What happened? Then I was just chasing the zippy feelings. Mm. I like how Bill, uh, Bill Gilham used to put it. It's like, it's not a zippy feeling. <laughs> it's a faith. It's like, this is trusting Christ, learning to trust Christ as our source for the Christian life. He is the Christian life. And learning to trust him in us to express his life through us moment by moment. Well, I was on the zippy feeling track. I'd go and hand out, you know, start trying to witness and do all this other stuff, run around, uh, get serious, more committed, you know, whole, you know, nothing but self-effort. And then I would feel okay for a little while, maybe. But of course, then as soon as the stimuli went away, soon as the feelings went away, well, the, there goes my so quote, quote unquote faith. So I wasn't feeling it anymore. You know what that sounds like when, you, uh, when you're talking there? It's almost like the um, addiction cycle. It's like when we have that drug, we feel good. And we feel good while we're, you know, we're on the drug. And for many, performance and doing these things is like a drug. Mm. And it does feel good. It's like, man, I'm in there. I'm doing something. I'm feeling. But then eventually when you stop, that feeling kind of wears down and you, you need another hit. Mm. So I got to go out witness some more. I got to worship some more. I got to go out and do. So I get that feeling back. Um, and so it, we're, we get in this cycle. It's this really this performance cycle it's just like a drug cycle where mm. we, we we've got to have it got to have it because i need that feeling uh either one to escape from how horrible i feel when i'm not doing it uh, because i'm just a horrible person so i need the feeling to either escape um or just to make my life meaningful i've got to feel it and and we get caught in that cycle did you ever were you ever were you caught in that for a little bit? And what happened when you when you fell off the wagon of that? Oh, yes, it's like I, I'd gone to AA for a long Alcoholics Anonymous, and you know, through through most of that time, it was me trying to evangelize and do this and do this. I used to write worship music. So glad none of it got produced. It was all trash. You know, it was just like, well, that sounds churchy. You know, yeah, I'll put that in a song and make that tune going and. And, 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 you know, and so it was all just about my, what I do. I like how Andrew Murray put it. He said, um, you know, the greatest heresy in the world is the emphasis on what we do for God mm. rather than, you know, instead of knowing what he has done for us and what he does for us. Wow. And that's the trap I was in. And it's like, I, when we know in the scriptures it talks about, it's like, well, the flesh has no power against the that you know the uh, the flesh has no uh, the the works of the law 
have no power against the desires of the flesh. Mm. And so I was just in good looking flesh. Well, this looks like a good churchy activity. Well, witnessing, well, that's got to be great, right? Jesus said, go and make, you know, I'm not seeing any of those scriptures in context or what he's really talking about. Go do the work of an evangelist, Paul would say, and Timothy, I think. Uh, so it's like, I'm trying to do, I was just trying to do all this stuff, and it, but it, it was just the flesh trip strengthening still just the flesh. And then I like how you do in your book, the uh, Stop Fighting you know, start living, unraveling temptation book. And it's like, well, then you just set yourself up for Satan to come along and give you the one, two punch. So right. all that was happening through all that, that time, my flesh was just getting stronger, just in a different venue, just in a different area of the flesh. Yet yeah, was still flesh, mm. it was still flesh. And it was all doomed for failure um, until I would finally just God, taking me through the time as we share the other podcast of I just get to a place where it's like, well, Jesus, I can't anymore. And I just give up and having to go through that brokenness, that giving up on my self life and really just coming to that place where God just finally, I finally realize it's like, wow, I can't do this. I can't live the Christian life. I can't be a good Christian and I'm really good at being a bad Christian, but really it's all just bad because it's not Christ himself animating, empowering, uh, me depending. It, none of it was me depending. It's like the, the um, that um, story that Jesus told in, um, I, I need to find it, but it's uh, where Jesus talked about when the, the demons, uh, the demons are in uh, this person and um, you, uh, and they're cast out or you clean up the house and, and you just try to clean it. And then, uh, more come in after that. Uh, it's like performance uh, is a, it's like cleaning up your life uh, with all these performance uh, rituals and, uh, and things that are good things and nothing wrong with all of these things, it's, but it's that performance mindset. And um, it's like you're in this bad state, but then you come and you clean up your life and that works for a bit. It's just another substitute drug. But then when that wears off, oftentimes you get, you just fall so deep and your life is worse. You go deeper into what you were trying to avoid in the first place. And I don't know if that ever happened to you where you were in the midst of, you know, you're in a bad cycle, but then you're kind of on a feeling high and you're worshiping and you're doing all these good things. But then something happens and you just dive deeper into what you were to the negative side of the tree. Did that ever happen to you? Oh, absolutely. It was, oh, it's like, it's like there's three standards. There's Jesus. And then you drop below that and then you've got good. And then you go extra below that. Then you have bad. Well, my good was in one sense trying to have a standard even above God's standards, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, well, Jesus is the standard. And then you have what looks good. And then you've got bad. Well, no. And so it's like I had this standard I was trying to reach. And in my mind, the lies that the enemy was telling me was, well, you know, as soon as I can reach that, then I'll be okay. But if I ever go below, then I'm really bad. And then now God's really unhappy with me. So then as the good wore off and I couldn't do the quote unquote good anymore, 
and went back into the really negative flesh patterns, drugs, alcohol, chasing women, all the stuff, you know, all the really awful things. Then, then how did I feel? Well, then I was just the scum of the earth. And then it was just the treadmill cycle of trying to get, well, I'll get back up. I'll try harder tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. I'll really commit myself tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll get, I'll get serious. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. It'll be okay, Lord. You know, I'll, I'll make it happen. I'll get right with you somehow. And, by my and you were sincere. 100%. You were sincere yeah. uh, in your desire. Um, and I think, again, uh, there may be someone who's listening who says, you know, yeah, that question, it's just one of those questions that uh, we're afraid to ask is, why is this not working? Even those who understand somewhat this um, identity message, they understand the new covenant, they understand that God's grace is sufficient, yet it's not working. You want to talk about a question that one might be scared to ask? It's the question, why? not just why is this Christian religion not working, but why is this new covenant not working? And there's folks who understand the concept of identity and the concept of um, God's victory in us, the concept of our forgiveness in Christ, holy, 100% forgiven, yet, quote unquote, it's not working. What do you say to those folks? Hmm. Well, it's like, well, Jesus is the, is, is the standard. Jesus is the glory of God. He is the, he is the glory. Jesus, the glory of God is found in Jesus. How are you doing? Can you, can you reach that level? Everyone would have to say no. Good. Hooray. Join the club. Because mm. it's in your weakness that that's when God's going to show up for you. In the sense of, like he said to Paul, it's like, uh, my grace is sufficient for you. My power shows up in weakness. But apart and from Christ, we can't do it. And it's that, that flesh. It's that flesh that says do. You got do on one's lens, do on the other, then all you're in is doo-doo. It's Mike Wells. <laughs> and you're just in the doo-doo and you're, you're, you're trying. You're striving, you're straining. And yet Jesus says, I've come that you have rest. I think we have to ask that question when someone says it's not working. They say this, it's not working. What is your expectation of working? Is it that your finances haven't changed? Your job situation hasn't changed? Your, um, your home situation hasn't changed? Um, what's not working? Your, um, your relationships haven't changed? What's not working? Define to me, folks, what's not working? Probably or possibly. It's an expectation that you want God to fix something. Here's the good news. God's already fixed it. He's fixed you at the very core of your being. He has fixed you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You are brand new. 
And often we want God to meet our agenda. God, here's my agenda. I need you to do this, 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 and this. And sometimes we give them a little leeway, but God, you can wait, you can hold on this one for a couple of weeks, but I really need this one prioritized. And it doesn't work that way. God isn't out, it's not God blessing our agenda. It's us surrendering our agenda and saying, not my will, Father, yours be done. And it's that mindset of, as you said, I love the verse, in our weakness, he is strong. We want him to bless our strength and to make us strong. He says, you know, in your weakness, I am strong. He didn't say, I'm going to make you stronger. But he did say, even in your weakness, I, the Lord, am strong. And this is a bit countercultural, a counterculture idea. Uh, we don't like weakness. Uh, we don't like when things don't work out. Uh, I'm all for success, quote unquote, in the business world, financially and all. That's awesome. God doesn't promise you all of that. He promises you that when you're weak, he is strong. He promises that the humble will be raised up. He promises that he is always with you and will never leave you. And that's the good times or the bad times. He promises that the kindness of God will lead you to repentance. And his kindness and his grace is always sufficient. So I think um, some of that question that may be asked is, why is even this new covenant not working? I think it has worked. The problem isn't the new covenant. The problem isn't the cross. The problem is where we want God to put his blessing on our agenda. And that's just not how it works. So I want to just encourage everybody, if you've asked the question, whether it's why isn't the Christian religion working or why am I not feeling, uh, you know, feeling, why are my feelings not, you know, lined up or why is the new covenant, why doesn't it work? I want to suggest to you that the cross worked. I want to suggest that Jesus says it is finished any minute. The question isn't the cross. The question is, what are we believing? And what are we believing about God and who he is? Is he your Abba Father? What are you believing and what am I believing about the incredible transformation that has happened because of the cross. Do I and do you understand your new identity in Christ? Do you understand the victory that you have in Christ? Do you understand that you're dead to sin and alive to God? Do you understand and believe it? Do you believe that apart from works, that apart from anything you could do, that you're loved and accepted in him? and valued in him. 
Is it God's will, not your will? All of these things uh, together, I think I would always suggest go back to the question, go back to the truth, align your question with the truth of just what you know right now, and ask uh, yourself, are you willing to let go of the question and let go of the expectation and say, God, not my will, but your will be done and trust him and then walk free. Walk in the truth of who you are. Walk in the truth of your righteousness and holiness and move forward. Kyle, any last words, thoughts in your mind on this? Yeah. You know, I, it, it is as simple as just, Lord, would you just reveal to me the truth that sets me free? Mm. You know, expose the lies. You know, what are the lies that I'm believing about you, about myself, about the rest of the body of Christ? Just reveal to me the truth that sets me free because I'm, I'm living defeated and I don't want to live defeated anymore. Just reveal to me the truth that sets me free. And that's what we'll, we'll end with. I don't want you to just talk about this. Uh, I want you to wrestle with it. I want you to think through it. And then as God reveals your next step, you can stop talking and start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.